Hello, this is Will Hardy with Man Talk Radio. We are all about breaking down the walls of race and denomination. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few minutes. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Network podcast. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey After Hours. We are continuing to talk about the boot camp topics. We've got a boot camp coming up in 19 days. 19 days. So I guess it depends on when you're listening to this. It's a podcast. So it's coming up uh, April 29th through May 2nd. If you've heard anything else, we've just misstated it. But April 29th through May 2nd would be the boot camp. And it's time to register now. We'd love to have you register at MasculineJourney.org. MasculineJourney.org. Register for boot camp. We'd love to have you there. We're talking about a really cool topic this week that Robbie does a great job on the talk at boot camp. But it's on the new name. And so we're going to continue talking about this concept that's written in Scripture of God giving us a new name. Robbie? So there you go. And, you know, throughout the Scripture, you can see the people he loved, including Abraham. He got a new name, right? As did Jacob, got named Israel, and Gideon got his name, and Paul got his name, and Peter certainly got his name. So as we can see, that's it's throughout a very consistent thing. And if you believe like we do that the book, the Bible is a book of examples, not a book of exemptions, then those examples are that God has something very wonderful for you as a name speaks so much to your identity and uniquely walking in that, etc. So Satan is very aware of the power of this, and so he has his way of corrupting that. And Rodney, you have selected a great clip to illustrate this. Yeah, I love this clip. And the one thing I wanted to just kind of mention is along the way of names is not only does he give names, but he gives nicknames like Sons of Thunder and things of that nature. So, oh, you know, yeah. so exactly. So, you know, that kind of goes like, you know, the friendly side of God, right? Oh, yeah. You know, and you just picture, I mean, he's got personality. He's not just sitting up there, you know, bored to death with us dummies down here. You know, he's he's having fun. Jesus wasn't too far removed from the Sarge from the earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but in this clip uh, coming up, it's old one from the Carol Burnett show. The little skit is about uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Tudball and Mrs. Wiggins. And Mr. Tudball, he is the office manager, and Mrs. Wiggins is his secretary. Um the older crowd will get this a lot better. The new crowd, you need to go look it up and uh, go see what this is all about because it's a really funny show. And what they're doing is Mrs. Wiggins is always kind of dense and doesn't get things, and she just kind of sits there and never really does any work, and Mr. Tudball is always trying to get her to do some work. Well, he's got a client coming in in this skit, and he's like, well – if I don't know an answer, what I'm going to do is I'm going to stand up and I want you to push the button on the intercom and tell me I have a very important phone call so I can leave the office and go find out the answer 
and then I'll come back in, you know, and look really smart. That's his idea. Well, he's been trying to explain this to Mrs. Wiggins, and she's not getting it. So he's like, ah, I know what I'll do. I'll show you what I want you to do. We'll do a role reversal, and here comes the skit. I give you this a dumb, simple thing to do. You don't even understand how to do this. This is a lack of working at the Looney Tunes. <laughs> Sit over here. What? I want you to pretend that you're me, and I'll pretend that I'm you. And you sit there. Now, when I point you from that room, you stand up. Then I'm going to buzz that buzzer and tell you you got a real important phone call. Now, you understand that? Yeah, I'm you and you are me. For a good news there. All right. Now, don't forget when I point to you. Yes, I'm Mrs. Wiggins. <laughs> sure it's uh, important if I don't know who it is. <laughs> now find out who it is, Mrs. Wiggins. There's a no one to ask. Mrs. Wiggins, by golly, how many times do I got to tell you to find out who it is? Before you buzz me on this here doggone intercall. <laughs> I got nothing to do with it, Mr. Tatapal. Don't you raise your voice to me, Mrs. Wiggins. I raise my voice to you if I wanted to, Mr. Tatapal. Okie dokie, this is time you gone too far. Mrs. Wiggins, you're fired. You can't fire me, I could. <laughs> so you know now that Donald Trump did not come up with you're fired. It was Mrs. Wiggins. <laughs> pretty good but the point of it is well very easily we get caught with the wrong name the wrong identity and we're walking someone who we're not so we want to walk in what god says we are rather than what all of our enemies say we are which ultimate enemy is satan and he's putting things in your head your whole life and like we said earlier on the regular show is that it's so easy to agree to all the negative things. And it's so hard to come in and agree and say, yeah, Lord, I'm going to walk in who you call me, who I am. So like from my own personal story, it's it's not as much that I have my name yet because I actually haven't been pursuing that real hard because I like I always talk about how contented my last year was even with the crazy things going on in the world because the one thing I have taken identity in is I'm the son of God, which is one of the talks that Andy's been doing a lot on and that's really helped me the last few boot camps is just that sonship, that identity. It's part of my name and who I am, like Danny was saying in the first show. It's not necessarily the name itself, but you know who you are in him. And that is vital. Right. And so in its own way, right? I mean, that's a name. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no doubt that it that is how he looks at you. Son is a huge deal. Yes. Um, I remember Very when my personal. dog used to call him, I mean, my dad used to call his dog son and it would just really upset me like that. 
I mean, you know, that's my name. What are you doing calling that dog son? But it, it's a huge deal. And so, you know, you know, how has that actually affected your life? Well, what it ends up doing is making things every time I'm in a situation that I'm, I think things are going south or I get upset, which is very easy for me to do. And other things along those lines where I'm like not acting out who I'm supposed to be. I can revert back pretty quickly right now. I, it helps me so easily. It's like, wait a minute. You're a son of God. The almighty, infinite, all-powerful God that has you in his hands. He's sovereign. He's got in control. And he calls you your son. And like you always say, Robbie, we're all his favorite. So I'm always kind of reminded of that. It's like, hey, I'm up there with all those people that I think that are better than me in his eyes. I'm right there. And I'm his son, and there's nothing more prouder that I could ever be or have of that. And there's nothing I've ever earned. It's just something I've been given. It's just a great gift. Danny, you grabbed that mic like you had an intention. I had an intention. Um, I looked up the scripture a while ago. The disciples had asked Jesus, show us the Father. And his reply to them was, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And that's what we're talking about. And, you know, you drew the picture on the whiteboard i thought i was in class i was pretty sure i was going to the principal's office but uh, kind of scared me a little bit but um the the reflection of the father and if you would see my my biological father my dad you would know i was his son i'm spitting image of him and and a thought that i had with this is that what a prayer it would be kind of like we were talking about the friends of god to be lord let it be so in my life that if they've seen me They've seen the Father because let me reflect your glory the way you intended. And that just makes something inside me tremble in many different ways because I know what the enemy's going to do with that, and I know what he's going to try, but but I'm a friend. I'm his son. I'm his, I'm his, and what father will not protect their children? So if we believe what we say we believe, and I'm preaching to me, I think, is that, if you've seen me, Lord, show show yourself through me because I'm created in his image and his likeness. And that is so hard to get hold of sometimes. Oh, it is. And, Sam, the beauty of the thing, as you've – oh, I didn't see – Jim was also very intentional. No, I was I, I laughing because Sam had shoved the bike away and you yeah, <laughs> and called on it. <laughs> But Sam's been doing, you know, you realize how many names got it through the different boot camps. Oh, yeah. Because there are very, like, think about your kids, right? How many different names do you have for your kids? I, I know each of them, they have a whole host of names. Sometimes they're not very good. Some of them they like, some of them they don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. one of the joys, really, of of working on this over over a period of time is discovering new things. That, that where God really sees something in you, you know, a reflection that you didn't necessarily know was there. And as he begins to call that out, it's beautiful. Yeah, it really is. It, it makes you realize why you do what you do. You know, I talked a little bit on the other show. One of the names God gave me at one point was Loyal. I'm like, yeah, all right, that's kind of lukewarm. I get it. <laughs> you know, but th- thanks, God. I appreciate it. But no, just this year, my, my son um, got injured playing football, and I had volunteered to be a parent that ran some of the video stuff for the team. And even though the, the guy that, that uh, runs it called me and said, hey, I have no expectation that you're going to have to come because your son's not playing. 
There was something in me that just not would let me say, no, I've already given you my word. I already told you I would help you the whole year. I'm not going to leave you shorthanded. But knowing that that comes from a very good place helps me understand that's why my response feels so right in those things is because that's the way God made me. Right? And when you walk in that, you just... I don't enjoy standing out in the cold weather on Friday night in the rain recording the games. I, I don't really do enjoy that, but I enjoy being true to who I am from what God told me. You know, and that's a really cool place to be. It makes even the uncomfortable situations more comfortable. Yeah, and, and Andy, you had that situation with your friend that we started to get into that we promised. Yeah. But but to lead into that a little bit though, so man, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have a fight here on the show. <laughs> he's irritating me while I I get the mic and he's flipping me and stuff. So, no. so to to set that up though, and I think it's a little it's somewhat important. As I had I had gotten my new name, uh, this was probably about I guess four years ago or so, and my my struggle had been. I mean, I had heard Mighty Warrior, and I still believe that plays into my life of what's going on in it right now. But I still didn't feel like that was settled. There was something in me that felt like I was not walking out the identity that God had given me. And I always felt like since and I've told it on the wound talk last week was my dad had left it kind of out of my life. And I didn't feel like I got everything from my father that I should. And I felt like weak as a man. Not I mean, I, I didn't naturally do you know all the manly things. He was a builder and all that. But that wasn't it. It was more of how... I was carrying myself um, emotionally, getting um, anger, those different things, and I just didn't feel like I carried spiritual strength. So at the boot camp, I was asking God what my name was, and he was like, well, go look up your given name. So I'll go and look up my given name, and the definition of Andrew is strength. And I'm like, wow, it's been there in front of me all these years, and I just really hadn't noticed it and it really made a difference in my life and I was able to share that whenever I gave a boot camp talk the next time well I'd invited a good friend of mine we'd been friends best friends since high school and we got reacquainted and uh, he loves the Lord and was walking close to the Lord and um, when he came to boot camp you know I really didn't know what to expect and I'm like first time he comes to boot camp is I have to give a talk and I'm already scared with uh just yeah. really scared. <laughs> we'll clean that up. Sort of like that. That really was a, No, I really was. It was uh, It was an intimidating time, but yet I really enjoyed it. Well, when I shared, and I shared my story, he shortly come up, come up after that and said that he had gotten his new name, name, which was Counselor. And so I had breakfast with him this morning. Just so happened I invited him to the show to share, that, share it, and he wasn't able to come. But... Um, I said, are you walking that out? Because I knew that he hadn't went and got a degree in counseling or whatever. And he he said, well, not like what most people would think. And I'm like, yeah, I I get that. And I kind of knew that. But I knew that he was taking his position, uh, his place in his church and his ministry through his job and all to actually counsel people and help them out. And it was just really cool. And the point, one reason I bring that up is, is you you know, most of us guys have been veterans, been to multiple boot camps, but you can come to boot camp and get your name the first time. You know, there are some times that you have to get that old name out of the way to be able to receive the new name, and that takes a process with God, but it just, it's available, and it's, it changed my life, so. 
sorry to carry. I, I, I really no, wanted I love, to share all that. Together, I, that's great. So. My uh, new name, the first name I got when I, and I think it was my first boot camp, and I had the same sort of reaction you guys did. Some kind people, which I, not that many people were kind to me growing up because I was an extreme pacifist. But my new name was Gentle Giant. And, oh, come on, you know, Lord, people have been calling me that a lot. and I, Yeah, I get it, but I wanted something cool like Andy's Mighty Warrior, <laughs> you know. And the what he gave me, I had two friends for most of my life, both of whom are science fiction and fantasy nuts. And I never was. I read nonfiction most and biographies most of my life. I love science, but they kind of dragged me into that kicking and screaming. And one of the series that I got into in the 70s, 80s was the Thomas Covenant series. And my cliff notes just disappeared off my phone in the perfect time. So I forget the name of the, I think it's Donaldson or something like that's the author. But in most fantasy and most any fairy tale representation of giants, they're generally evil, mean, nasty critters. In this series, the giants were gentle. They were very, and they were seafaring, which doesn't make much sense. Why would you put the biggest <laughs> beings there are on board ships? But one of the things about them is that when they did fight, they were the fiercest warriors there were. They did everything they could to avoid fighting. And that was that was me growing up. It still is. And the only time I really want to go into battle is when I'm defending others that I love. Mm-hmm. And that gentle giant, and some people call me that now, and because a few people I've shared that with, and now I guess I've shared it with everybody on the radio. Mm-hmm. But people will call me that, and... It'll give me a, a warm feeling where my first reaction was, no, come on, give me something cool. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a beautiful thing when you think that the first job description man ever got was to name the animals, right? Mm. And it is said by the Hebrews, and I believe this is really cool, that Adam had a unique wisdom. His gifting um, was seeing the actual essence of the animals, you know, how they reflected God, because they all do. The creation reflects his creator. And God went about naming them in Hebrew in very, very cool ways. And when you actually begin to study the animals' names in Hebrew, you're going to find some really amazing things, um, you know, like the name sheep, right? That, that that animal, you know, it starts with the Zadok, meaning the righteous. And it was... You know, no coincidence that Adam was the one, you know, that that set these things up even back then in the essence. And the, the name of God himself in Hebrew is a phenomenally powerful. Like you call on that name and, and you, you call on that essence. And so inside of each and every one of us was like if our great, 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 great grandfather Adam was here, he, 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 could, he could see in you what it was and, and then call that out in you. And, and the cool thing is Jesus is still wanting to do that to this very day. Andy? Maybe we can get uh, a referral from 
Harold since you know yeah Harold's there. the closest thing we yeah. got to Adam and <laughs> well I, I think technically it was Adam then you know his two sons then Seth came along later on then Harold Methuselah then Harold then Harold yeah <laughs> thank you right in that that range Enoch Enoch Harold Her- Enoch Harold yeah <laughs> Harold means friend of Enoch Enoch yeah that's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope you're getting this, Harold. This is choice. <laughs> choice. <laughs> Andy, I find it funny that you went to your given name and got the meaning. I, my middle name, which I generally won't share with anybody because they all mispronounce it, it's Ewart, E W A R T. And Carolyn found today that that means shepherd. And I, wow, I love that. And I've always liked the name because my father and grandfather had it. And my my father wound was I couldn't be like my father and grandfather. They were so wonderful men, such wonderful men that I just never felt like I. And Sam, your name, you're, you got a birthday tomorrow. Oh, I do have a birthday tomorrow. It's, uh, uh, yeah, 15 years ago uh, today, um, I legally changed my name from uh, Neil to Samuel and changed my middle name as well. And it came about, my parents had uh, not expected a boy when I came along, and they named me after some friend of my dad that was supposedly a great friend that I never met my whole life, so I really don't know how good a friend he was. But they decided when they got me home to call me Sam. And so growing up all the time, I had these two names, and, and it was just frustrating all the time because I had this legal name I had to use in certain situations, and everybody else that ever knew me knew me by Sam. And so fast forward several years um Heidi I was married to her and she said I think you should legally go ahead and change your name and so I thought about it talked to my mom she was for it so I changed my name to what they wanted to have it be fast forward to a boot camp uh, a few years later and uh I was telling the story on the wound of how my sister always used to tell me to shut up that I had nothing to say that no one wants to hear what you have to say and uh, one of the guys came up to me John Fuller he said go look up your name in Hebrew. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. And so I went and looked it up and it means God hears. You know, and for me, it was a very healing thing that, yeah, my sister may not want to hear what I have to say. Other people might not want to hear what I have to say, but God always hears me. I'm an important to God. I'm important to the people, the person that really matters, you know, and he hears what I have to say. And it was a very healing moment for me. And, and God also echoed that when I was searching for my new name <laughs> a couple of years later. You think I would have learned? He's like, I already gave it to you. <laughs> I'm like, what, Sam? I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that works. Yeah. And so yeah, it was a pretty healing thing, and, and the power of of the name is huge. You know, just the given name. There's a lot of jewels there. Sometimes, if if truly, you know, the parents had sought God in seeking your name. Yeah, it's the stuff of a million movies. Right, that somebody figures out they really are the hero, and you know, when placed in the in the ditch, you know, whatever that looked like, all of a sudden, as they fought their way out, you begin to see that unique identity that God had placed in them in in unique ways that they can rise up and have what it takes. So, as we started the show with this idea of you have these core desires that leads you to need to know that there's a larger story that you walk in that leads you to need to know that, wow, you're not playing the role that 
you may think you're playing, that you're posing your way through so many things, and that's caused by a wound that we that we talked about that we talk about through that. So, as as you think about how that sets up this concept of now taking on my identity, realizing that there's still several more talks to go, right? Mm-hmm. That there's so much that this lines up in your life um, and gives you an opportunity to go f- to God. It's because I'm not going to be the one that names you, right? It's going to be God's hand. Yeah, it, it, you know, Robbie, you said it earlier that the enemy sees, mostly when you're young, but all throughout your life, when you try to rise up in some way and reflect God, he beats that down in one way or another, which causes woundedness which causes the desire to want to pose, and you see that whole cycle play out. And when that gets broken and you can step back into that identity is really when you can start to find life. You know, one of the things I want to challenge each of our team to do this time is, you know, when we have the free time for the new name is to go out and say, God, what do you call me in this stage of my life? Now, what did you call me a couple years ago? What did you call me yesterday? Where I'm at today, what name do you have for me? And just really see what he has to say, because I think it's going to be some pretty cool things. Yeah, those kind of questions in prayer are hugely powerful. So you're a lady watching, you're going, God, Robbie, I can't go to boot camp. Well, that doesn't stop you (laughs) from having that that particular prayer, which is so precious. And and any time you give God a question and you let it sit there and allow to listen— give him time to answer and then begin to process what he tells you and then test it. And that's a big part of where you, where you get breakthrough. And which by the way, when you think of the word blessed, that, that has everything to do with breakthrough and breakthrough is when you see something you've never seen before. And, and God really is all about wanting to provide that to you. But in order for that to happen, you have to listen. Yeah. It's hard for us to be quiet and settled. And that's for me, the big reason why boot camp now is just basically a foregone conclusion. I'm going to be at the next boot camp and have some time because when I'm at home trying to do quiet and be still, it just doesn't work as well. It, my life, you know, with things going on around me, it's just, there's too much. And just to be at a boot camp when you're alone and basically everybody there is praying for you, you're praying for them and you're all in it together. You just got the brotherhood and everybody, you know, trying to champion one another to help each other out. It just makes it a completely different atmosphere, which I'm personally just able to get much closer to God and actually think through, okay, God, what do you have for me here? And again, what I love is that I have no idea what he's going to have for me until I come back. And then I'm like, oh yeah, that's what he has for me. Yeah, that's who has it. And that's how it's going to work. So Andy's holding us up May, April, no, April 29th through May the 2nd. That's when the boot camp actually is, but it's a Thursday. You come in, you're Thursday night. Thursday night. Yeah, so you don't have to take off all day Thursday. Come Sunday in Thursday noon, night. we're done. You're, you're done, but oh man, the time in between mm. what God will, will bring in your life, not to mention there might be some nice fish in that lake, just saying. This is the Truth Network.